Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is the Old Testament reading just given from Genesis chapter 28, Jacob's dream and the ladder. I bring you greetings from the faculty, staff, and students of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It is a great honor and pleasure to be with all of you today. And a special howdy from John and Jana Carpenter, who were very disappointed that they could not be here this weekend, but they couldn't fit in my suitcase. I'm sorry about (laughs) that. We tried. So this picture that we have in Genesis 28 is a remarkable one. Jacob has left Beersheba and is on his way to Haran. And as he is on his way, he comes to a place and stays the night. And while he is there, he makes a bed with a pillow of a rock. I don't think that that was some sort of strange health kick at the time. It is a hidden treasure. He is at a place that was far more than meets the eye. While he was there, he had a dream, a dream of the angels of God ascending and descending from the throne of God. And in that dream, God made a promise to him The land in which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, he said, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Now, I don't know about you, but we are at a time in our world where it feels as though we are all coming and going. That there is movement, that people are always on the way to somewhere, from somewhere, Maybe it's just because of the age of my own children, but we sort of spend our life in the car, driving from one place to another, to another, to another, to another, all the time. Sports, doctor's appointments, school events, whatever it might be. And that sense of movement that we can feel around us it can easily lend to a sense of being unsettled. That things are not as they quite should be. That things are not as you want them to be. Why can't I just be home? Why can't I just have a place? Add to that the glowing rectangles that we all seem to look at constantly in front of us. 
And it's as if we are constantly trying to get away from the very people who are in front of us even now. So Jacob's dream with his rock pillow, a dream that says that God is actually here and now, present with his people, and that he is the rock upon which the church itself is built. It seems to go in the face of everything that we see around us. Wars and rumors of wars, uncertainty, and that's just what's in our own hearts. God makes these promises to Jacob, promises of a place and a name, offspring like the dust of the earth, that all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. And I can't help but wonder if there was a part of Jacob that was thinking to himself, those are some mighty big promises you're making, Lord. (laughs) I hope you're up to the task. And we too treat God that way. We underestimate God's generosity. We assume that rather than casting the chains of sin and death off, that really he's just trying to make the chains a little more comfortable for us, maybe make it so that they can rest on our shoulders a little more easily. Or at best, I'll get relief now. Maybe things will get a little better for a little while. But there will be no hope for the future. It's easy to feel that way when you're always on the move, when you don't have a true home. It's easy to feel that way when it seems as though God's work is far away. But I come to you today to tell you that God hides his greatest treasures in plain sight in our midst. That here in this very place, the angels of God ascend and descend from the courts of heaven. That here in this place, God is at work making those promises to you and so much more. He makes this promise to you that you have a name, that you are baptized that you are his child, that you have received the very inheritance of life itself in the person of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And because you have received this gift and this name, you have a place. Now, the place that we see now, much like in Jacob's dream, I suppose, doesn't always look like it's all that big, all that great, all that impressive. But don't let the looks deceive you. For hidden behind and underneath every pillar, every corner, every pew is the very presence of God. God. 
making you holy, washing you clean, keeping you in his ever-loving embrace. It is as if God says to you, I have brought you to this place so that you may know who you really are, that you will not always be a sojourner wandering this earthly life, that you have a true home in me, he says, that you are beloved, holy, and safe in his precious presence. Now those are mighty big words from our Lord, but he backs them up. He sent his only son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to die and rise again, so that you might know that you have that future, that name, that place, that you are his people, and that this promise is for all eternity. What a gift. What a treasure God gives to you and me in this place. It is no accident that Jacob would awake from his sleep and say, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. Perhaps as you walked in this morning, you saw that little plaque outside of your sanctuary that had those very words inscribed on it. If you haven't seen it, Take a peek at it after the service on your way out, because it's there. God is in this place at work, now, here, forgiving your sins, drawing you into his loving embrace, giving you hope and a future and a name that will go on. That is his promise to you and to me. Believe it for Jesus' sake. Amen.